going on, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. I don't know if you guys recognize that voice, but uh, we got a new guest on the show today. A good, good, good friend of mine, right? I guess you could call him a, a mentee for a bit. And, uh, I mean, hell, I think I've learned just as much from him as, as he has from me. Dylan, right? Dylan X, we'll call him, uh, just for protection purposes. Dude, glad to have you, man. I know we've been talking about having you on here for probably two fucking years. Sure, yeah. No, uh, glad to be here. Um, you know what I mean? That hearing you and Nate, uh, I feel like I know Nate. I haven't met him, but, you know, just hearing you guys talk. And, I mean, you know what I mean? I, the past couple of years talking with you, I, you're somebody that I look up to a lot and somebody that I respect a lot. And somebody that I feel like I can talk to about, you know, things where we might not agree on something, but, you know, come into an understanding about, you know, something, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one thing that jumped out at me. I mean, let's be honest, you're a lot younger than I am. Right. And not in some like sick pedophilia kind of way, <laughs> but, but again, it's, it's, you know, I think one of the first things that I told you right when we first met was just, you know, how important I think it is that any knowledge that I have gets passed on to somebody else, anybody that has other knowledge, it gets passed on to everybody else. Because I think, and we talk about this a lot on the show, I think it's critical that if you have information that can help somebody or you have a, a product or a tool that can help somebody, it's your obligation to share that with others. Sure. Right. And I think a lot of people are, they're, they're reluctant to share it. Right. And I think one reason is because they're worried that, well, if I share this info, is that going to either be used against me or put me down? Am I going to sound stupid? Or the other one is people just don't like to gloat. Right. As much as you see on on social media, you know, they like to show off all these different things, all these cars and, and freaking dinner plates and all this crap. You would think that everybody would be comfortable with that. But I feel like most people. It's kind of like uh, like a two-year-old's mentality. It's mine. It's mine. It's my info. Or you think of the stories of, you know, crusty old people that have a shit ton of money and they refuse to give any of that money to their children because it's like, well, I had to bust my ass off to get this money. You should have to do the same thing, right? And I think that with you, you know, I look at it as somebody who is basically half my age to be able to take all the lessons learned that I've had in my life, whether it happened to me directly or people that I've been around, if you have that much of a head start, right, where can you be in 20 years? Sure. Right? And I think that's that's what kind of gets me excited about talking to you. I mean, we talk a lot, right? I mean, almost every week, right? I mean, we're not as consistent as, as we should be at times, but I think we've come a long way. Yeah. Right? We were very inconsistent in the beginning. Sure. And then we kind of... Maybe we built that trust. Maybe it kind of, it, it took a little time to let the guards down. Sure. Right. But I mean, I think that you, as crazy as it sounds, you and other people out there have just as much to offer as people who have been on this earth for 80 years. Sure. Right. Because everybody learns at different paces. And I think that that's one thing that, you know, I tip my hat to you because you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. And I think you should because you've experienced things that I know people that they haven't experienced it at 40, 50, 60 years old. Sure. Right. Things that I haven't experienced, right. Married with four kids. So I think there's a lot to, to be said for someone like yourself. Right. And I respect the hell out of you, man. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, and I mean, likewise, man, I mean, you know how mutual that, that respect is. Um, but I mean, like you said, I mean, 
every perspective has something to offer. Um, whether it's that old guy who, you know, is protecting himself because of whatever, that's his mindset, his whole entire life he's had to do that. And so, you know, you are afraid to let go of things or whatever. And so maybe the, the thing that you take from that perspective is this is how I'm not going to do something. But you know what I mean? I, I think that more than not, you know what I mean? Even if you don't agree with 99% of something, somebody can move, you know, broaden that, that view, your perspective just a little bit. And that's, that's my goal. That's what I want, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned the 99%, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with, right, books. I mean, you're a big reader, right, now. I'm a big reader now. now. Yeah. I think we both started reading around the same time, but I was, you know, again, 20 years older. But I think, you know, the, the one thing that I always look at with books, right, it's it's hard to find a good book, right? It is. If you're trying to put it in a box, if you're trying to say, okay, this is these are the kind of books I like to read. I like to read mysteries. I like to read whatever it is. It's hard to find multiple books, let alone one book, right? I mean, it's just it's fucking hard, man. Sure. But I think when, when you can read a book and instead of saying, oh, this book sucks, if you can just take one little nugget. Right. You have to you have to sit on a training or you have to take a class or you have to do a certification, whatever it is. If you can walk away with one little nugget out of hundreds of things that are introduced to you and you can apply that one thing consistently every day for the next 20, 30 years, that was valuable. Yes. Right? Even if it is that one percent. Right. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. And I mean, for me, a lot of this stuff is, you know, reading these different books and things and coming across the same sort of ideas because I guess part of it is becoming aware of it, right? You know what I mean? And then, you know, also putting the action to the thought. But consistency is also incredibly hard for me personally, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, we've done some things to help, to help me understand consistency, why it's important, how to build on that, how to actually be consistent in something. And I, we live in a world of instant gratification. Yep. You know what I mean? Like things take time, things take hard work and we're so used to the opposite. It's, it's uncomfortable to, to not have that instant gratification. It, it is. And it's, and it's, it's crazy because I think that's, that's one of the problems that we face in culture right now. Right. I mean, you look at the climate right now. I mean, you know, you can look politically, you can look, you know, the COVID shit. You know, we like to talk about the COVID stuff. But you look at all these things and, and both sides expect the other side to change instantly. Yes. And it's it's not going to happen. Right. That's just that's not how it is. But I think if you can actually have educated discussions with people. Right. And and listen to their opinion. Right. If you and it's the hardest thing in the world. Trust me. I, there's some people I just want to like jump down their throats. But. They could be on the polar end of the spectrum of what you believe, and you could emphatically believe it as fact, 100% truth. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that they can see it as fact, 100% truth from a completely different end. Yes. And you're both right. Yes. Right? Unless you can take yourself out of your own body and kind of, you know, empathetically put yourself in somebody else's situation and go, okay, why is this person looking at it from this standpoint? Yes. Right? And it's it's... It's almost impossible to change somebody's mind when you attack, right? Or when you belittle or you name call or whatever it is, right? You 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 basically demonize people. Sure. Because they disagree with what you believe. 
Sure. And I think that's the problem because we're heading down a very, very dangerous, slippery slope right now. Right? I mean, again, we'll talk about the vaccines. When you have the argument of the, the majority of people that are basically saying everybody has to be vaccinated or else you're the devil, you're killing people. Mm-hmm. Those are the same people that six months ago, a year ago, were saying that healthcare should be for everyone. Everyone should have equal access to healthcare. But now they're basically saying, well, you should have access to healthcare unless you're unvaccinated. And I don't know why that narrative changes. I don't know why. And maybe it's the whole science thing. People throw science around all the time. You know, trust the science, trust the science. And this is both sides of the equation. Both sides will say scientifically this or scientifically that. Yes. They're both quoting scientists. Sure. I saw a great um, video today, you know, on social media and crap. And it was random kind of. But uh, it was... uh, a sports commentator from an NBA game that I'm pretty sure was last night, and he was saying, you know, when people are talking about, oh, I do my own research, what does that mean? You know, what studies are you doing, you know? What, uh, um, you know, are you out in the lab doing these things? Like, you know, where is the information coming from, you know? And a lot of people don't know, but they read it, and it said, oh, hey, this is a fact you should know. And then at face value, they say, oh, well, they said it was a fact, so that must be true. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and you can't, I mean, at a certain point, you, you can't blame people, Yeah. right? You can't blame, you know, the lady living down the street or the kids at school, like, because where they get their information, if everywhere you turn, they're saying the same thing, right? I mean, it's, it's like the weather. If, if I happen to love rain and someone asks me, hey, what's the weather like today? I'm like, oh, it's fucking beautiful, man. And then someone else goes outside and like, ah, oh, it's fucking, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Most people will be like, it's fucking awful. Sure. I'm the one that's a liar or crazy or, man, what's wrong with that guy? He likes the rain. Right? So it's, it's, it, it all comes down to personal perspective, which is what you hit on perfectly, man. Right? Now, let me ask you this. So what do you do with the, the, we'll pick on old guys, right? The old, the old white guy that is so set in his ways in a certain, certain area, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you try to convince that person to think differently? Hmm. So that's a great question um, because I don't know proper skill set, I guess, when it comes to doing that. I think that it's a very delicate thing to go about. You know what I mean? People, especially if somebody is set in their ways, you know what I mean? Then automatically, their automatic response uh, immediately is going to say, no, 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 no. And you know what I mean? Discomfort, boom, right there. And then... You know what I mean? You've already lost, kind of. Um, and then, you know what I mean? If you push that person and say, hey, you know, I, you're being a jackass. I'm sorry, man. Like, you're getting really fucking upset, but look at this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or to try and share that perspective. You know what I mean? Not even facts and other things, I guess. You know what I mean? The empathy thing that you're talking about. Feeling for other people. Um, so, I tread lightly. I like to watch people. You know what I mean? I, I feel like sometimes there's an understanding of like, hey, you know, this guy is set in his ways. Yep. And you know what I mean? I don't have that perspective. I might try to pepper something in, you know? We'll talk about something random. We'll talk about something yeah. that is unrelated. And then I would rather pick that situation and say, well, all right, well, what if that – you agree with that, right? What if that was the same thing as this situation that you're so hell-bent on? 
You know what I mean? Like, does that change the understanding at all? Does that yeah. move it an inch? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good, man. I think that's good because, you know, it's you got to know that if you're if you're dealing with especially someone that's emotional, right? Somebody that's that's just amped up, they're fired up, they're crying, they're happy, they're sad, whatever it is, they're passionate about something. Mm-hmm. You're you're if your goal is to change their mind, you're going to lose. Yes, ten times out of ten, you're going to lose, mm-hmm. and probably nine and a half times out of 10, you're going to just piss them off even more. Yes. But if you can find that one thing that you can kind of agree on, like, you know, let's say you're talking about, I don't know, man, this guy's such an asshole. And, and he's like, no, that's my best friend. You're like, yeah, but would you agree that, that Timmy is a total prick? Oh yeah. Timmy's a fucking total prick, <laughs> right? There's, there's, there's happy ground. And I think that goes into another thing that, that kind of drives me nuts is I feel right now the media politicians, right? Leaders, or we'll call them managers because they're not really leaders. They're, they're driving a wedge between everybody, right? And the, the, the scientific fact is that every single human being on this earth has the same DNA to like 99.2%. Yep. So we're arguing over less than 1% difference, right? It's, it's, it's crazy because none of this is a black-white thing. None of it is a male, female thing. None of it is a trans, a gay, a straight, like old, young. It's, it has nothing to do with any of that stuff because we're all in this together. Yes. And I think that if, if everybody, you know, starting today made a point to, you know, every single day, try to find one person that you disagree with and just think of it from their perspective. Yeah. Right. Find something to come to an agreement because, and I look at it as a, as a salesperson, right? It's, Sales is a hundred percent that it's, it's, you know, that the customer is going to say no, you know, when you're recruiting, you know, a candidate's going to say no, Yep. you've got to figure out how do I get them to say yes. Yep. Right. And usually you do that at the beginning, right? Hey, I know you're happy with your job. I know you're happy with what you're doing. What would it take? Just hypothetically, what would it take? Right. What do you love about your job? You just told me this is the greatest company in the world. What makes it the greatest company? In the world? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing they could do better. Well, if you could find somebody that did this. Okay, now we're talking. What else? What else is important to you? Is it money? Is it working from home? Is it the mission? Sure. Is it the people you work with? If you could find that common ground, all of a sudden, you can sell snow to Eskimos. Sure. I mean, it's but you got to take the time to actually give a shit. Yeah. And that's the problem, I think, is I think most people, they're good people, and they, they, they intend to do the right thing. They're not trying to be malicious. They're not trying to be assholes. But they're so conceited they're so selfish and ego driven that they don't take the time to go oh wait a minute maybe i am being a dick yes right if everybody around you is telling you you're being a dick then you're being a dick mm-hmm. right now maybe you are being a dick because you're around the people that you don't like but then cut those people off like do yourself a favor and do those people a favor and cut that shit out and then move on. yeah what about um you know we talk about discipline right we talk about discipline we talk about consistency what would you say the biggest impact on you to, to, to help you not only first implement that, but then continue to go down that road? Um, well, so, I mean, we could even go back to when me and you first started talking, um, you know what I mean? On the phone and, uh, working at Apertus for that short time. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, uh, it kind of started there as far as like turning the thought on, mm-hmm. but, following up with action is the hardest part. And I really do understand that from my own personal experience, you know what I mean? And also watching other people and 
and things like that. But 75 hard is what flipped the switch for me um, because because it forced consistency. Um, and then even after that, you know what I mean? I've still dipped in having issues with consistency and things like that, but I understand why. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so when I have trouble building consistency, it comes from things, you know what I mean, in my life or something. You know, I'm emotional. I have an excuse. I have some reason. I have some external thing that, you know, is telling me that, hey, you know what, man, like, why don't we just take a load off? You know what I mean? Yep, and 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 what is what is what is that, right? Seventy five hard. That's your pitch voice. Yeah. Right, and it's and it's funny because we all have, it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have. It. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I think you know, just talking about seventy five hard. You know, we're huge fans of seventy five hard, huge fans of Priscilla, but I think the biggest thing with seventy five hard is it teaches you to to see things as they actual actually are mm-hmm. without getting emotional about. It. Yeah. Right. Without again, without being tired, without making excuses, you know, you just got to get shit done. Yeah. And I think that who doesn't know that, right? Like, I mean, dude, you got cut, I got cut, Nate got cut. I mean, the, the other, I think, total of sixteen people that I've talked to that I got to do seventy-five hard. I mean, half my team did it. Actually, more than half my team did it, which to me is fucking awesome, right? Mm. Like that that gets me pumped up because it shows me that I got the right people. Yeah. I got people that. They want to be better. They want to push themselves. Even if they're the best, they want to be the best of the best. And I think that's important because most people, like most of the, the, the shit you hear, if any coverage of 75 Hard out there, it's negative. It's it's these these talk shows that literally it's a bunch of like, you know, fucking no good women just sitting around like bashing them. Well, Andy Purcell is not a doctor and He's, he's not even a certified nutritionist, and he's not even this, and he's not even that, and this is an extreme program, and it's dangerous, and, you know, you're going to die, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Which, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Because not one of those people have done the program, right? Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, I think that gets me is, is there anybody out there that, that doesn't truly know that if you want to be the healthiest you can possibly be, exercise, eat right, don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. read and get sleep. Yeah. I mean, like, think about that. It mm-hmm. is, it is, and drink a lot of water. It's yep. common sense. We all know it, yes. right? So, so I think that's the thing with, with 75 hard and with other programs is, you know what to do. Fucking do. Yeah. And that can be applied to anything in life. Sure. Anything in life, you probably know what to do, right? Your gut tells you, your parents tell you, your friends tell you, your boss tells you, whatever it is. But you've got to actually do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, nobody does it. That's it, though, too. I mean, that, all you have to do is do it. And I don't know. I What you said there is common sense, right? And I guess 75 Heart is a good way of, like, bringing you back to that baseline. Because I guess that's essentially what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's common sense. It's the way that we should all be acting. Um, so... It's amazing, though. And I've even talked to some of my friends and trying to get them to do it, and it speaks to how good of a leader you are, right? Because you're shown by example, and then all those people are following you, you know what I mean, to try and do this too, to get back to that baseline. Um, but I talked to one of my guys, and he's an athletic dude. He always has been, you know what I mean? He's a, uh, a guy who generally is on top of things. And I talked to him about it, and I'm like, hey, man, like, you want to do it with me again when I do it this year? 
and he's like, ah, ah, I don't know, you know, like, you know, two workouts a day, I'd be afraid that I'm just gonna, you know, try to push myself too hard in the beginning, and, and I was like, dude, it's not fucking about that shit, and you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, uh, about, it's about doing what you, what you're supposed to be doing, yes. right? And it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, now, right, I'm doing it the second time around, so live hard again, I'm on day 12, but I look at it, and I look back on last year, right, doing, you know, Sigma Hard, Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, and in my mind, I was I was going all out, because I was. I was going as hard as I could at that time, but now, I'm going, like, three times as hard, because my, my ground zero, where I'm starting, is where I finished last time. Right, so it's it's I'm able to push myself more. I'm able to look back and be like, man, I did not get what I could have gotten the last time. Although I did, and mm-hmm. I think that's the whole point. And Purcell's even talked about that. This the fact that once you complete the program, you're gonna find something to nitpick. Yeah. You're gonna find something to be like, man, I could have read more. Man, I could have done, you know, I could have done another push up, or I could have gone heavier weight, or what, whatever it is. And I think that's the point. It's you have an obligation to yourself and to everybody around you that depends on you, your family, your friends, your employers, whoever it is, to be the best version of yourself. Sure. And most people don't realize that. Sure. Because they, they, they worry about other people and what they think of them. And the fact of the matter is, it's like the airplane going down, man. Secure your mask first. Because if you start trying to save other people, you're going to get three rows down. You're going to drop dead. And what the hell good are you? Yep. Right. And I think that's the thing, you know, with even with, with COVID, the best thing I did for it was 75 hard. No doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. No doubt in my mind. And I think that that needs to be broadcast more. Sure. Right? That needs to, people need to be told, hey, you know what? You know what's going to get you healthy? Get fit. Take care of yourself. I'm not saying don't drink, don't have a good time. But when, when you're at work, you're able to stop drinking. Well, most people. When you're at work during the work day, you're able to stop drinking. When you're at school, you're able to stop drinking. So why can't you stop drinking outside of work? Why is that? Why is that an impossible thing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What um, What would you say in terms of seventy-five hard, right, or phase one or phase two? Because you got phase three starting up in December. December. Yep. So, so far, what would you say was the hardest part of, you know, 75 hard, phase one, and phase two? Phase one? Uh, I mean, 75 hard, the first go-round was new, you know what I mean? And it it was tough. Um, It was a tough adjustment, but by the end of it, I was feeling great. Um, And then phase one comes around, it's the same thing as 75 hard. The 75 hard part of it is easy, but, you know, there's more uncomfortability. Um, There's more things to build on consistency, you know what I mean? You have to look at some other areas of your own life and turning the the camera back on yourself, you know what I mean? Looking inward um, to also pick some of these other things that aren't, you know, that we should eat healthy and, you know, do these things, you know? Um, so it's about, you know, having that balance, I guess, you know what I mean? Trial by fire and, and teaching yourself something because after phase one, I mean, I, after I completed phase one, I was like, holy shit, that was tough. Yeah, it was was tough. Um, but after that I was like, man, like 
I did that, you know what I mean? And like, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it upped the ante a little bit, and then phase two came around, piece of cake. You know what I mean? So wait, wait till um, you go back to seventy five hard after phase three. It's like it's almost boring, yeah. right? Like I've ad- I added the additional critical tasks this time just to make it more of a challenge. That by the time I get to like phase one, I can add three additional tasks on top of that. So you're doing eight critical tasks. Cool. Um, because if I if I was only doing you know the workouts, the water, the reading. I'd go, I'd go crazy because it's like there's got to be more. But I think that's the that's the point, man. Is you you your mind your mind starts to crave that, right? It starts to crave the okay, great. I'm pushing myself. I know I can do more. I know I'm better, right? And, it, and that's that's a lesson for life, right? It's it's when there's nothing worse than underperforming, right? Whether it's in a job, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in sports, if you want to, it sucks to lose, man, right? Like it sucks to fucking lose. Mm-hmm. You want to keep pushing, and if you're losing because you're not giving or you're not able to give all that you can, right? It's like, um, again, as a as a as a husband and as a father, I had like weird hero things, which is why I'm looking at the door. It's my door opens up. That's the gun that I'm I'm gonna take him out, right? Like, um, and that's why I always when I sit in a restaurant, I always face the door, just for that reason. But my wife likes to face the door, and I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. That door opens up. Someone's got a gun. You gotta jump in front of it. She's like, "All right, you can you can face the door, right?" Because that's your thing. But I think for me, it's how how sad would it be? I think Joe Rogan even touched on this years ago. But how sad would it be if you're walking down the street, you know, with your your daughter, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, and a guy comes up and either rips her purse out of her hand or punches her in the head and takes off running, and you just stand there, yeah, because you can't physically do anything. Sure, like. What a what a like emasculating thing, dude. Right, yeah. and I think you kind of owe it to yourself to be able to do that. Now, first of all, I guarantee you that if somebody's walking my wife, they're not going to hit her in the head. They're not going to take her purse because hopefully I intimidated a little bit with the white beard, right? But like at the end of the day, if they do, oh, it's on. And sure. I don't give a shit who it is, even if I get my ass kicked, it's on. Sure, but but there's something to be said for knowing that. Like kind of like why is it? When you look in the city, and we've talked about this before, you look at different cities, you can always pick out the people that are, oh, that guy's going to get robbed, or that guy's yeah. going to get carjacked, mm-hmm. right? But yet, you can also pick out the people like, nobody's fucking with that guy. Yeah. Whether he's a big guy, a little guy, it doesn't matter. It's There's something in someone's demeanor, right? Yeah. It's like the uh, it's like the person that walks in a room, like door opens, somebody walks in, and instantly everybody looks, Right. They're not always the best looking. They're not always the most in shape, but there's something that they just, they they almost demand respect. Yeah. And people just kind of take notice, and then they go about their business, but they're still like, all right, hey, I don't know, what, what what's up with that? That guy's, that guy's either jacked, or that guy's either ripped, or that guy just looks something in the eyes. You can always tell a confident person, and I am convinced that anybody who is lacking confidence in the slightest bit do the 75 part. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, I don't care if you are ready to commit suicide, I guarantee you that by the time you're done, you will never feel like that again. Yeah. Now, you may have to get back on the program occasionally, but sure. I, I just, that's how much I believe in that, right? Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. That's the thing. It's You're not joining the gym, you're not paying all this money for all this crap, all these supplements, all these things. You can do that as well. Yep. But it's free. Yeah. Well, you just got to put in the sweat equity, right? The only person stopping you is you. 
That's right. Um, and I do understand being in a place, you know what I mean, without confidence, without uh, having that drive to do some of these things, yep. you know what I mean, giving myself the choice and saying that, hey, you know what I mean, I'm going to eat crap, I'm going to lay in bed, and that feels quote-unquote good, you know yeah. what I mean, immediately or whatever, and that's how I understand it, and so I'm going to keep being in there. But then doing these things, 75 hard, you come out of that, and it's like, no, like, I feel like a beast when I work out, you know what I mean? When I'm eating healthy and I'm feeling cut, like I'm on top of the world and that's not how I feel at all. You know what I mean? You go off of that, start eating crap again. It's amazing, right? It's, it's amazing. God, I was quoting Joe Rogan a bunch today, but, but Joe Rogan always talks about that too, right? It's like what you put in your body, dude, like that's what you get out of your body. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, again, you, you know that. I always knew that. I mean, I played sports my whole life. I, I always ate like shit, though. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the high metabolism, I was always busy. I was always active. Once you stop playing sports, it, like, it spirals out of control. I mean, sure. It does, right? But at the same time, again, at 43 years old, to basically be in the same shape that I was in at 22 years old, playing college sports, mm -hmm. to me is mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. But it's nothing crazy. Yeah. And it's steroid-free, right? Like... I would have thought, man, I got to be at least a cycle or two to try to, yeah. you know, to, to speed things up. Right? Yeah. But I think it's, it's the physical aspect of it is huge, but you know, and, and Marcel talks about this too, the mental aspect is, you know, he always says you can't see what goes on mentally on the program. And I disagree with that. Right. Cause I, I, I can tell like when somebody says that they've done the 75 part program, which in all honesty, I've met one person outside of the people that I've referred hmm. physically one person that has done hmm. one I've met several people who, oh yeah I did something like that or yeah I thought about doing that but it's stupid or yeah I did that but I didn't do the second workout or I didn't do the, the, the drinking and I'm like alright like I used to get mad but dude didn't even fucking do it but now I'm like whatever that's because again your battles with yourself yes so if you want to lie to yourself you want to tell yourself that you did it I can physically tell you didn't do it yeah that's why, unless you're telling me you were like 600 pounds and now you're 500 pounds, okay, maybe you did it, but you didn't do it. Yeah. And if you want to claim that false, you know, award, okay, that's the participation trophy. That's your, sure, you do your thing, man. Right? I mean, it's just something there, man. I don't know. Um, mentally. All right, question for you. What, if you could have a drink with somebody, anybody. Hmm. But only one person could be living or dead. Hmm. Anybody, and you get to choose the drink. It could be it could be whiskey, it could be beer, it could be wine, whatever it is. What would you drink, and who would you drink it with? Hmm. Ah, well, there's two people that come to mind. So I'll, I'll name them both. But I guess I, I don't know. They both are pretty important to me. Okay. Um, but the first is Marcus Aurelius. Yep. Um, and I mean, I know that you know you've read meditations and oh, yeah. things like that and um that's just crazy awesome the whole thing straight straight through i mean it's boiled down logic and and it's it's just good shit um but the other person would be lao tzu yeah yeah okay yeah um, just because the taoism thing you know the how uh, the, the universe we live in or the world that we live in is it's paradoxical it's not yes or no it's not binary zeros or ones. It's it's 
more than that. It's it's one and zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and being able to to ask a few questions would be, you know what I mean, clarity on some of those things because they are kind of abstract. You read it and you're like, oh well, all right. Yep. You know, the the shortest path is the one that looks the the most turbulent, and you're like, all right. You know, there's plenty of ways to. Yeah, dude. I mean, great, great choices, right? I mean, I'm not, you know, not my say, but great choices. But I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal. That was two. We'll let you off the hook there. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. What we'll do is you sit at the table with one, and I'll sit at the table next to you with the other. Okay. And we can listen to each other's conversation. Yes. Because I, I, I think those are fucking fantastic choices. And again, I know you're big into both of those books, right? But the stoicism as a whole I believe is making a comeback, yeah. right? I, and I don't know what to accredit it to. I don't know if if it's – it could just be because, you know, when you buy – like I can remember when I bought my first, you know, F-150, right, or when I got my Jeep Wrangler. I drove it off a lot, and I swear to God, everybody in the fucking world had a Jeep Wrangler, mm-hmm. right? So it's one of those things where does everybody have a Jeep Wrangler? Did they just get it that day, or have they always have it and you just haven't paid attention Again, perspective. Sure. But now that you have it, you're like, oh, shit, everybody has it. I mean, literally 50% of the fucking cars, you're like, Jesus Christ. But I feel like, is it is it possible that because we've read those books, that it opened up our eyes to, man, maybe that shit's everywhere. Because it is everywhere. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of both. Um, because uh, it did find its way in front of us. And I think that there are some external things that probably are to account for that. Yep. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think that the state of the country that we live in, you know what I mean? We're, we're taught away from rationalism and instead it's been replaced with whatever you feel is right. Whatever your feelings are, act on your emotions, constantly act on your emotions and nothing else. And nothing else matters. If you don't understand it, if you can't rationalize it, that doesn't matter. They're feeling it, and that's what is, quote-unquote, right, which is subjective. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's deep. So, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of people who are just acting that way, growing up that way. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and we're all a part of it. We're all stuck in it. And, I mean, I think that's what is going to cause the change, you know what I mean, being able to, because the part about stoicism, you know what I mean, it's not like, hey, fuck emotions and all that stuff, it's more like dissecting those things, because we all get emotional, we all get, you know, negative, positive, all those things, but it's like being, having the awareness and asking yourself if, if this is appropriate, you know what I mean, is this emotional response appropriate, and that's something I'm dealing with lately, you know, and trying to catch myself when I'm listening to some music and I'm getting emotional about some things in the past or whatever and you know I, I get a certain way and I'm like damn I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to that person and I'm gonna say something and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. am I being emotional I am is it warranted uh, you know what I mean like what is the rational action you know yeah. what is the what is the, the, the logical thing um, and then you know trying to figure out that balance between the two um, but the other part about stoicism that I like is because it's it's about caring about everybody. Every single person that makes up humanity, all the things that make up humanity are equally important. So that yeah. includes everybody. You know what I mean? When we talk about 
you know, social programs, uh, things like that. You know what I mean? Who doesn't want everyone to be helped? Um, so it makes sense. Um, but you know what I mean? It's having that, that separation. You, you ever wonder if, uh, half the things that float around out there are just said just to get people all riled up and divide, right? I mean, I feel like, Absolutely. does anybody really believe that? Or are they just throwing that out there just to, just to stir the pot a little, just to get people worked up, you know? I mean, I think some people act, you know what I mean? The world that we're in, you're taught to be emotional or whatever, and people are emotional regardless, and they're going to act on those things. And a lot of the viewpoint is, you know what I mean? You get emotional about something, and then it's you get cut off. Your mind is closed. Your tunnel vision, and I'm excited, and it doesn't matter what you're going to say to me right now. But I do think that there is plenty of that also going on to just purposely divide, 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 divide. Uh, and I don't have all the pieces. I don't. It's it's funny because I back to the to the divisiveness. What do right predators right think of the animal kingdom? What do predators do to attack? Right, I think we actually talked about this the other day. They they try to divide the herd. Mm-hmm. Right, they want to get the one that strays off in the pack because they're fucked. I mean, let's be honest. And then they just, they all zone in on that. And then once they get that one, it's okay. Let's find the next weakest link. Yep. And I, I almost feel like we as a society are, are turning back to that animalistic approach where we're trying to separate into smaller groups. Because at the end of the day, if you hate me and I hate you, and we hate those people and they hate those people. And before you know it, shit hits the fan. Right, you need your, you lose your job, you have no money, you can't feed your children. Who are you going to turn to? Because your your neighbors on both sides fucking hate you. Yep. Your all your your family wrote you off because of your political views, right, or because of some talking social media posts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you're you're alone. You're by yourself, and you've got two choices. You can turn to you know the sugar daddy government, right? That's going to be oh, I, I got your sugar baby. Come get your food stamps. Or you could go vigilante and fucking like destitute and just go out and start fucking killing people and stealing shit, right? Like you, you, you hit that that point of despair. Instead, what we need to do is we need to be like, all right, tune out all the negative stuff. If somebody tells you something about somebody else, it's fucking hearsay. Mm-hmm. It's gossip. Yeah. Whether it happened or not, if you didn't physically witness it, until you know with absolute certainty yeah. that it happened, and even then. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe perception's wrong, right? There's so many ways to look at it. Sure. But I also think that, you know, in terms of if we're going to get through this thing and come out stronger, which I do believe we will, we need more people to speak up. We need more people to to basically say, hey, guys, you're wrong, right? And and these guys are right. Or like with the the vaccine mandates, right? My company's not requiring it because we're under 100 people. Thank God. Because I don't know if I'd be around. Right. Right. So I'm glad. But there's a lot of companies out there that are mandating it and people are being fired. And in my opinion, if a company is mandating the vaccine, whether you're vaccinated or not, everybody needs to stand up together and go against that. Yeah. Because what if the next time they mandate something that you are personally against? Yes. That you don't personally believe in? Or what if, what if, if you look at politically, what if Trump was still in office? What if Trump was mandating this? Would those same people 
believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. Probably you probably have a flip flop. Sure. You probably have the people say, "Well, Trump says get it, let's get it." Oh man, let's get it. And that's that's the sad the sad state that we're in right now, where people are so married to these ideologies, even if they're fucking dead wrong. Mm-hmm. We got to fix that narrative. We got we need somebody to be like the not not Joe Biden saying that he's going to be the definer. We need somebody that is truly going to move the by and be like, sure. "Hey, you know what, guys?" Like I look at it the other day, I was thinking to myself. I, and I might even put something on Instagram on this, I think I have to, but basically I look at it as I'm a politician's worst fucking nightmare because I'm not a fucking conservative. I'm not a fucking liberal. Right. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a fucking Democrat. Sure. I'm a fucking free thinker. Yeah. There are things on the left that I wholeheartedly agree with. Right. There are things on the right that I wholeheartedly agree with. Right. The problem is... People like me, people like you, people who have rational minds, they don't speak up enough. Sure. Right? you got to push back against both sides. But mm-hmm. people don't because in their mind they think, well, we have no chance of winning. Right? There's no way that an independent's going to win. There's no way that somebody that doesn't subscribe to either party is going to win. Sure. And that may be true right now. But if more and more people keep coming out, it's a snowball effect. Sure. Right? All of a sudden, you walk into a bar to fight the whole bar, and you're by yourself, you get your ass kicked. But you show up the next day, and you got two buddies with you. Yeah. And then by the time you know it, you've got one whole bar going into another bar, and it's an even fight. Yeah. And I've been in those situations, right, where it's like, oh, shit, right? 20 guys come running at you and you just get swallowed up, right? It, it happens. But eventually, those guys don't fuck with you, mm-hmm. right? Because they're like, whoa, that guy's fucking crazy. He just tried to fight 20 of us. What kind of fucking loose screw, right? No weapons, no nothing. But I think it's... We need more of that. We need more, you can call it heroes. You can call it people that just stand up for, again, what is right. Right? Right is right. 100% of the time. Right? Um, let me ask you this. Speaking, this is a good segue into fights. So, if you could fight somebody, okay? Get in a fight against them or just punch somebody. Punch them as hard as you want. You can headbutt them, whatever it is. And they will have no recollection of it, right? You just fucking bam, knock them out, and then you pick. Hey, dude, man, what what happened? Like, hmm. what just happened? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, right? Who would it be? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Uh, you Is know it a I long mean? list? Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, it's a short list. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? And uh, I guess actually, you know, what I, mean? uh, I don't know what the. Uh, all the factors would be, you know, to come into this. I haven't been in a lot of fights. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to be in a fight. If Doesn't I was in a fight, yeah. I would want it to be fair. And I would want to, I would want to receive punches if I'm giving yeah. Um It would have to be somebody who is so close-minded, you know what I mean? And in, in some of this stuff, I, I mean, I know personally, I have some people in my life that yeah, are, yeah. uh, call it, call it person X, right? As long as you, sure. you have that vision of that person. Sure. Um, and I guess that person, um, which in my case is my father. Um, but you know, uh, just demonstrated, you know what I mean? Time after time, uh, record history in the books of just being a piece of shit. Um, uh, and it boils down to being selfish. You know what I mean? You can, you can get that from watching how that person carries yeah. themselves and what they do and the track record and their history. But, uh, 
I feel for people. I feel for everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, you could get me pretty riled up. Yep. And if somebody's using kids or, yep. you know what I mean, if somebody's a murderer, you know, mentally ill to the point where, you know what I mean, they're doing these atrocious things, you know what I mean, I will get riled up about that. But at the same time, um, good people make mistakes. Good people do bad things. Uh, you might be caught in a situation and you're in that bar and somebody's having a bad night and that guy's a fucking dick. And you know what I mean? You want to sock that guy. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Maybe that guy's the nicest fucking guy in the world, and he's, uh, you know, runs a charity. And Dude, everybody has a bad on. day, man. Everybody. So so I don't want to sound like a pussy. No, no. I, I, hey, I, I respect but, that. What, now, let me ask you this. If you, could, uh, if you could get in a fight with somebody, hmm. like, like they're, they're right beside you fighting with you against hmm. other people, who would you, who would you like to get in, a, get in a bar brawl with? With, you know, side-by-side, back-to-back. Right, I always suggest the back-to-back. And if you have four of you, it's back-to-back and shoulder-to-shoulder because anybody comes at you, it's just throwing people, right? But but who, who, who would that who would that person be? It could be, it could be, it could be a celebrity, right? It could be a celebrity, it could be somebody you know. Hmm. Well, okay. So we can look at this from a few angles. And I hate to do this, man, because you keep asking me for one person. I want to give you a million. Right. But, uh, I mean, you're up there. You're probably the first person I thought okay. about. That'd be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could get it in the tangle. Um, and then I do have a, a, a group of guys that are, you know what I mean, my tight-knit friends. And uh, I would trust them, you know what I mean, that to, to be a part of something like that if it came down to it. Um, but... Andy Frisella, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So, so I, it's funny. I, I, I want to, um, I want to have a, like a three three way like, wrestling match with me, Andy, and Sal Frisella. Okay. Against, well, there's a lot of people that we got fun with. Sure. I mean, I, mean, I, I actually, uh, if you know, uh, I'd like to fight like a couple governors. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Right. Like, like Newsom would be fun to fight. You know. I'd like to fight Obama, too. That'd be fun. Just one punch, though. Just one. But actually, you know, it's crazy. Obama, compared to Biden, I love. Sure. Love the guy. Sure. But I couldn't hit Biden. He's too old, man. He's, he's like a senile grandpa, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? um, what, what about... Um, can you... Who, who, from a celebrity standpoint, who... And this guy's one person. Okay. One person. Who would you say... So, so fight breaks out. Between two different groups of people, all, all celebrities. Pick one celebrity that would be the guy that runs away and like lets his boys get the shit beat out of him, or or is the guy and it's the same guy, the guy that would run up as somebody's on the ground after his boys like beat him up, just run like kick him. Run oh up. shit! Could um, be a celebrity, could be a politician, it's gotta be someone famous. Uh, well, you're familiar with Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. So, he's kind of one of those guys. I see that. Uh, and don't get me wrong. He says some things that uh, I might agree with. But, but he's a weenie. He's a weenie. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like the kind of guy that, like, you know, he'd be like, wouldn't wear glasses. And put, but you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Like, or touch yeah. me and I'll sue. Yeah, everybody. no, that's, that's perfect. But it'll be like running his mouth the whole time as like, you know, hold me back. Hit me, hold pussy. Me back. Hit me, pussy. <laughs> Now you hit him, he's like, you know, take you for everything, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I do agree with a lot of what he says, but right. but it's it's also the, it's like, you know, as a Yankee fan, right? As a Yankee fan, which 
sucks to admit sometimes, but as a Yankee fan, I seem to attract assholes, right? Assholes that hate the Yankees and assholes that love the Yankees. Okay. Right? I mean, like, my best buddy in college, we used to go watch. He was a Sox fan. We used to go watch the Yankee Sox every time they played. And I'd have my Yankee stuff on. He's have his Sox stuff on. It's just the two of us. And every single time, somebody with the Yankee hat would come sit next to me and be like, yeah, look at this pussy with the Red Sox hat. Let's kick his ass. And I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, right. Get away. And then there'd be a guy with the Red Sox hat doing the same thing to him. Like, it's like, guys, just because we have the same hat on, we're not boys. We're not cool. Sure. Right? And I think that's where people draw the line. You know, and we used to do with that, like, you know, playing football. All the guys that would pick on, like, you know, the seniors that would pick on, you know, freshmen or pick on sophomores or pick on non-football players, they were all the guys that didn't get any playing time. Right? They weren't, they weren't starting on the field with us. They weren't, they weren't doing anything. Yeah. They were just on the team so that they could be a dick or be a bully. And I hate, like, I hate that shit. Those are the guys that we, like, beat the shit out of. Oh, right. Right? Like, in front of the people that they were picking on. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Throw them into a locker. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's, it's this this false sense of because I'm in this crew, I can do what I want. Sure. Like the typical frat boy. Sure. Right? Like the frat boy that you look at, you're like, that guy's probably the guy that's going to ruin me somebody. Yeah. Like I can pick him out a mile away. I'm sure. Like, no way would I trust that guy. Or like with my daughter, I'm like, that. there's guys, there's boys that I mean, I'm like, wouldn't, wouldn't allow him within a hundred feet of my daughter. I'd shoot him in the leg the second he got within a hundred feet. Right? Sure. Because you can read that on people. Just like you can read confidence. You can read douchey people. Sure. Slimy people. Right, the people that will, will stab you in the back. Yeah, you know, which goes into you know, you know my rules: moral, ethical, legal. Yeah, you can, you can break any other rule. I'm cool with it. I'll forgive. You cross those lines, eh, we got some problems. Sure. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I do. I think it was a good conversation. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have you on. I think a couple more times. I think next time we'll have you, me, and Nate. Okay. Because I think Nate would dig it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get to talk to him. So. Yeah, I mean, it's down to Texas, so it kind of sucks. It's always it's always a planning thing, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but luckily, we got all these video things. Because mm. if we did this ten years ago, I don't know what we yeah I don't know what we did. Like put it on speakerphone and record, maybe. I guess we probably do that. But uh, but no, I appreciate you stopping by, dude. And uh, again, love to have you again. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hi, right, brother.